Hey there! Does the idea of booking car service for your executive or maybe an important client make you just a little bit nervous? If so, try using Savoia. When I used their car service, they did a fantastic job of keeping me informed with real-time status updates via email and text notifications. And while they provide an amazing experience for your executive, the booking process and technology is geared towards you the executive assistant. They have an easy-to-use travel management portal I use to book trips and easily manage them with passenger profiles that save your credit card information that may be different and frequent locations. Now, we know itinerary changes are almost inevitable, so Savoia plans for it. Their client care and customer success teams take the burden off of you and find solutions to ensure your executive's travel is seamless, no matter the circumstances. Whether you're booking in town or across the globe, the service is always consistent, meaning peace of mind and less stress, which we all know I'm a fan of. Mention me to the sales rep or click the link in the show notes for 20% off your first three trips. Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Croner. I'm a former assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, welcome to the third week of January. This month, we have been really focusing on getting this year off to a great start by maximizing our productive output and also really fine-tuning our time management skills. And today, I'm going to be talking about how to leverage time constraint in order to optimize productivity. But before I do that, I just want to let you know that if you're listening to this podcast in real time as it comes out, I know I get a lot of downloads the day of the podcast. So if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, or maybe even the day after, I want to share with you guys that my free masterclass, Unlock Your EA Badassery, Three Steps to Developing Your Strategic Partnership, is still happening. There's a time today you can sign up for it. There's also a time tomorrow where I will be going live and answering all your questions about strategic partnering and about the three steps to developing your strategic partnerships. So during this masterclass, I'm going to be sharing my framework for developing strategic partnerships. It took me several years to develop and fine tune working as a strategic business partner with my executives. So please check that out. You can go to wholeassistant.com slash partnership to learn more. And I will also link to masterclass uh, registration in the show notes as well. Okay, guys. So I am really passionate about making sure that your year gets off to a great start and making sure that you are maximizing your productive output. I could geek out on productivity and time management all year. (laughs) I love good productivity and time management strategies. And the reason why is because they absolutely revolutionized my life as an executive assistant. And even now in running whole assistant, I find that I have carried so much of that over into my role as leader of this company and as CEO of whole assistant. So I'm a big, big fan of time management strategies, especially if we can wrap our mind around how to effectively implement them. And we can build those processes and build those procedures as habits, right? So today we're going to be talking all about leveraging time constraint. And so time constraint is a good strategy and tool 
to help us all maximize our productive output and make sure that we are utilizing our time effectively. We're optimizing every minute of our working time so that we can really kick butt and take numbers. This year, I'm going to be focusing a lot on embracing your badassery. In fact, that's part of my tagline now. I've really been having fun considering ways in which I can really help you step into the fullness of who you are as a person, step into your greater purpose in your organization and your greater purpose in life as well. So we're going to be talking today about leveraging time constraint. And I'm going to introduce you to a concept that I don't know that I've introduced on this podcast before. You may have heard of it. It's called Parkinson's Law. So Parkinson's Law states that work will expand to fill the time allotted to complete it. So work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. This is why it's going to be really, really critical for us to set time constraints around your tasks. So you know how when you're super busy, a lot gets done? Like when you've got a lot on your plate, you're able to knock things out really super quickly. But during a downtime or a slower season, have you ever noticed how how it takes you forever to get the tasks that you actually have to do done and off your plate? That is because of Parkinson's law. It's because your work will expand to fill the time allotted. So part of this is due to procrastination, right? Like part of it is like, if we have a lot of time to do something, we're going to take all that time because we're going to procrastinate and we're going to look up cat videos and we're going to be on social media instead of actually doing what needs to be done. So that's one consideration. That's kind of one reason, one thing that happens in Parkinson's law. And also, I just want to make sure that we are aware that there are plenty of other things that we can do to fill our time that will be much more effective <laughs> if we are actually able to get what we have done off of our plate. So I know for a lot of us, certainly not for all of us, but for a lot of us, the week between Christmas and New Year's can tend to be a little bit slower. And if we decide that we aren't going to take that off, probably we have this list of things that we want to get to or that we got to or that we planned on getting to. And the key to success in actually getting those things done and off your plate is to create those time parameters around those tasks in order to actually get them done. So for example, if I wanted to completely overhaul my paper filing system, which I did have a paper filing system with my last executive because we received just a lot of paper a lot of bills came in through the mail. I also received a lot of bills through email too, but a lot of bills came in through the mail. And then I was also filing like tax documents and notices from the government and a variety of different like investment type documents that I actually needed paper files for. And I got to tell you guys, the week between Christmas and New Year's or even the first week of January, I always had on my list to get my files done to get everything filed away, the last few filings filed away for the previous year, and then the next year's filing system set up. How long do you think it took me to do that? (laughs) Like, it depends. If if it was a quiet week, it took me the entire week to create a couple stickers and files and all the things, right? But then on the months where I was really super slammed, if I was really busy in January, my filing system got done really, really fast. And that's because of Parkinson's law. It took me the time allotted for completion. This is why it's so crucial to set time constraints around your tasks. So I really want you to consider how to leverage your calendar 
when it comes to your tasks. Now, I will say that we often tend to underestimate how long a task will take us to complete. And this is because a lot of us live in perfectionist fantasy land where we're like, oh, well, this should only take a half hour to complete. And so that's all we allot it in our calendar. And then we find that we aren't actually getting our work done in that allotted time. So it is a fine line to walk, right? Like you definitely want to challenge yourself and you want to keep track of how long it normally takes you to complete certain types of tasks. If you know that it takes you an hour or two hours to complete your expense reports every month, then challenge yourself to go 15 minutes shorter. That's one of the fun things I love about actually putting things on a calendar and seeing how long things take and actually really optimizing everything is that when I would sit down to do a task, I would challenge myself to get it done in a shorter time frame. Like, okay, so I've got myself calendared in for like an hour or two. I'm going to see if I can get this done in an hour and a half instead of two hours. And it was a fun challenge for me. Now, I never compromised the quality of my work. And what was so fantastic about giving myself that challenge is that I was extremely focused on that task at hand. It was extremely focused on getting it done in a shorter time frame. So that meant that I wasn't on social media. That meant that I wasn't in my inbox. That meant that I closed out of all the tabs in order to allow myself the time to focus and challenge myself in terms of my productive output to see just how much I could get done. And it became more of a game for me. So your task tracking system is going to be vitally important when it comes to this idea of constraining your time and deciding how much you want to get done in a shorter period of time. So really getting clear on your task tracking system, really having a fine-tuned task tracking system will be vitally important to this end of really maximizing your productive output. And so my two key qualifications, and if you followed me for any amount of time, you will know them. My two key qualifications for a task tracking system is that it must not be your inbox, (laughs) but it should be digital and centralized. You want a digital and centralized task tracking system. And the reason for this is that you want to be able to see out like laid out in front of you, a beautiful outline of everything you have on your plate. And you also need to be able to access it from anywhere. So from your phone, from your computer screen, wherever. And you don't, want to, you don't want a ton of sticky notes around. You need, it needs to be centralized. You need one centralized list. So you shouldn't be working from your inbox and then from a sticky note and then from your written notes in your notepad and then from you know, this uh, text message that you receive from your executive. You need to be able to compile that somewhere in a central digital task tracking system. Now, the reason I say digital is because we always have our phones with us. And the last thing I want is for you to pop in your inbox and write yourself an email and then go down the email rabbit hole and then answer emails when you shouldn't be and all the things. You need a holding mechanism that you can access at the drop of a hat. I love the digital centralized task tracking system because I would bring my laptop into my meetings with my executive and I would have my Trello board pulled up I'm a big fan of Trello. I actually have a tutorial on my website that shows you how to set up your Trello board as an executive assistant. That's a good platform to be on if you really want a digital centralized task tracking system, but I'm not tied to it. I think that a lot of people have different systems that they use and I'm a fan of it so long as it's digital and centralized. I would bring my laptop into my meetings with my executive and I would go over the items I had for him. And I'd pull up a card, a Trello card that would have a checklist in it of things to go over with my executive the next time we met. And I would 
knock those things off my list right then and there. There was a note section in the card as well that I could go back and reference later, but I could just take notes right then and there in the task tracking system. And it was super duper helpful. I also liked that I could email tasks to my Trello board, which is really awesome as well. So I'm not saying that you don't want something that will integrate well with your email, but I'm saying that you definitely want a task tracking system that will get all the things out of your head that you can see in an organized way, that you can see the follow-up list, like everything that's in process, so that you can know at the drop of a hat without having to hold it all in your head. And your task tracking system will be vital to kind of utilizing this concept of Parkinson's law and leveraging time constraint. Because you can also put how long you think a task should take you in your task tracking system. And then as it translates to your calendar, so when you're planning out your day in your calendar, you can then go in and calendar all those things that you want to get done. And you will have a good working knowledge of how long those things will take you. Okay, so how do we actually leverage this concept of Parkinson's law and of time constraint in order to optimize your productivity? This is very simple, but I really want us all to set deadlines. Set deadlines for yourself on larger projects and tasks, and then you can reverse engineer what you'll need to accomplish in order to hit that deadline, and on routine tasks. Because often the routine tasks, or even actually the larger projects, or the things that nobody's actually waiting on, because we don't have somebody looking over our shoulder, because we don't have that pressure of an imposed deadline, we often put those things by the wayside. And those things tend to fall off our list and they tend not to get done. So really setting a deadline for yourself and adhering to it and really thinking strategically with regards to how you show up for your day and how you utilize your time and energy will be paramount to your success in leveraging this concept and in optimizing your productivity overall. And then the second kind of strategy in order to leverage this concept is to ask yourself what efficiencies you can build in. So what templates can you create for yourself that will optimize your productive output? I found that I kept writing the same email request to request receipts for my executive when I was working on his Amex credit card statement or when I was working on his expense reports. And so I just created a template that I kept in a separate Trello list that I could just pull up at any time that already had like his name, the last four digits of his credit card number. And I didn't ever put the full credit card number in um, just out of a word of precaution and wanting to make sure that nobody would steal the number. But I would have the last four of his credit card number and like the general things that they would need in order to pull up the receipt and send it to me. And I found that that was so great at helping me to not even have to think about what I needed to remember to include in that email because it was just templated. And I also found that prior to templating that I would leave something out. We'd have this back and forth in email and it would take a lot longer to get what I needed as opposed to just being really thorough, creating a template for myself. Another way that we can create efficiencies or build in efficiencies is by batching. So instead of doing one-off tasks as they come to you, grouping similar tasks and being really strategic with how you show up with your time and energy will be hugely, hugely paramount to optimizing your productive output and to also showing time constraint around your tasks. So for example, I also manage my executive's books. So I would pay his bills and and I would also do data entry on his credit cards, statements and QuickBooks and everything. 
I would collect bills all through the week, but I would only pay bills on Thursday or Friday. So I wouldn't pay the bills as they come in because that's a total waste of my time and energy. And also how do you actually create a time constraint around paying one bill, right? (laughs) It's just like random stuff. So I would save those bills and I would pay them all at once. I would also accept data into QuickBooks all at one time as well. And then once I got really good at it and kind of figured out how much time things took, I could then go back in and create time constraints around it. Like, okay, so last week it took me an hour to pay the bills. Let's see if this week I can do this in 45 minutes. And then another efficiency that you can build in, and this I know is going to sound crazy for a lot of us because we've trained our brains to be distracted, but actually eliminating distraction. So there again, closing out of your email, Slack, Messenger for just 20 minute increments can go a long way in optimizing your productivity and implementing those time constraints. Because if you're constantly feeling distracted by things, it's going to be really hard to set that type of constraint and parameter around your time because you're constantly going to be pulled in a million different directions. And then another kind of fun thing that I've to- that I've kind of touched on already is to really calendar your working sessions. And look, I understand that calendaring things can be really hard because we aren't sure what's going to be thrown at us on any given day. I would have two to three hours of white space through my day and my calendar would shift and move just like my task tracking system would constantly be shifting and moving. I'd be moving things around on my Trello board constantly. (laughs) My calendar would constantly be shifting based on like incoming stream of requests and their priority level, right? So that's something I want you all to consider is that it's completely possible to calendar your working sessions and to create that white space throughout your day. It's kind of a fine balance. But if you really want to add value at the highest level and you really want to show up like a strategic business partner, your time management is vital to that. Um, there again, I'm going to be covering this in my three steps to developing your strategic partnership. I'm going to be talking about a framework for how to do that and really, really maximizing your time management is key to this because it's really going to be hard for you to show up strategically if you're constantly feel like you're playing (laughs) whack-a-mole. If you constantly feel like you're in the weeds, how can you be strategic at the same time? So calendaring your working sessions, really getting clear on what you're going to be working on during what timeframes. And then last but not least, gamify, like make it a game make it a game. Like I mentioned before with the expense reports, if what previously took me an hour would only take me 45 minutes, I won. I won the game. (laughs) So I think a lot of us are really self-starters. And I think if we look at this more as a game and more as like a fun challenge to maximize our time and how can we use time constraint as a way to kind of gamify and have more fun throughout our day, I think it will go a long way in up-leveling your productivity and also just finding joy in your workday again, right? Like instead of making it a drudge and instead of like, oh, well, now I have to do this. It's like, no, let's see how, let's see how fast we can get this done and set a timer on your phone and then just go heads down and go all in on that task and just see if you can't get it done in less time that you actually gave it on your calendar or in the time you were actually allotted. So a couple things to watch out for when it comes to time constraint. I've already touched on this one, and that is perfectionist fantasy. Not actually allowing yourself enough time to complete the task. By thinking that, right, for some reason, this time is going to be different and you're going to do it perfectly and you're going to do it perfectly in a short amount of time. It's coming from a place of 
lack rather than a place of abundance or fun or joy. So really keeping your mind clear and really allotting enough time to get the task done and then ensuring that you get it done in that time. (laughs) And also another thing to kind of watch out for is buffering. So buffering is doing all the other things because you're afraid to do the thing you actually need to do. I found this especially to be true if a project is new or daunting or you aren't quite sure all the steps to take to complete the project. So what ends up happening is we end up doing all these low-level tasks instead of the scary new task (laughs) or the task we don't want to do, or we end up like going on social media or watching Netflix or whatever to avoid the uncomfortable feeling of actually tackling the thing that we actually need to tackle. It's just our brain's desire to want to go to the familiar instead of actually showing up for yourself, committing to doing the work, committing to the idea that it may be hard or difficult, but that you can figure anything out. Um, So that is another thing to watch out for is kind of doing other things instead of the actual thing, because the actual thing is a scary. (laughs) Okay, guys. So I hope this episode has given you some good food for thought for how to maximize your productive output and how to manage your time effectively and how to incorporate time constraint in order to do that. Okay. It was a lot. Be intentional. Be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at Annie, A-N-N-I-E at coolassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.